There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. officially back in WWE. People are losing their mind. No way! If they believe that the demand was there, they're not going to fight the fans. Drew McIntyre stormed out of the ring at the end of the War Games match. It was obvious to everybody that McIntyre was angry. I'm not going to wait anymore, Brad. I'm somebody who's done nothing but try and tear this place down. What's next for CM Punk? That'll be interesting, won't it? I'm home. Look in my eyes. What do you see? It's Punk Vember Epilogue. <laughs> oh, oh, that was. Oh. <laughs> I, I have been thinking for the last week. I say, what is he going to do How for the thing? That was, start it. I've been thinking about it since about three minutes ago. I was going to say, yeah, I, I, that, you've not been thinking about that since you returned. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, so when we set out on our Punk Vember Odyssey, a 15,000 word dissertation written by Cultaholic.com's tribal editor-in-chief, Aidan Gibbon. Say hi, Aidan. Hello. Uh, we had the idea to go, okay, if there's anything to, to, to mop up at the end, we'll do an epilogue if required. And boy, do we need an epilogue. Yeah. We need a big mop. We need a big mop. Uh, so Aidan Gibbons is here to mop. And uh, also mopping with us is Cultaholic's very own Fraser Porter. Good to be here. It's funny you call it an odyssey because we do call Aidan Homer sometimes because he likes donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Homer's odyssey. <laughs> you not seen that clip recently? No. <laughs> the game show was like, no. what famous poet? Um, <laughs> it's called this, the, the, the food. And he was like, um... I know we like the donut. It's <laughs> 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 Homer's Odyssey. It's like a great Greek writer. It's Homer. like what famous philosopher once described. I know we like donuts. <laughs> <laughs> there it was, 2000 BC. It's like, get me one of them ring pink ones, lad. <laughs>
no amount of sausages in brine could keep CM Punk from returning to WWE. Um, lads, this caught us all off guard, didn't it? Very much so. Mm-hmm. I mean, there. I mean, you might be, but while you weren't asleep, Tom, you never sleep. I never sleep. But, but Fraser was asleep with the but I was there working Survivor Series. Sat down. <laughs> you were in the I, War Games I, match. I was in the War Games match. The tickers come on the end of the show. Thinking, here we go. Now I can go to bed soon. Drive home. And then it's like, oh, cult of personality fills the arena. We're like, is this real? It's like, oh shit, he's actually there. He's here. And there he was. And then I frantically rode for three hours and went to sleep at 7 a.m. It's funny that it's such a joyous moment, such as CM Punk's return to WWE nine years, almost 10 years in the making. And the first thought is, ah, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Got to now do some more work. I've now got to to do basically a full shift, a full night shift. (laughs) So where were you, Fraser, when you first heard the news? So I was, I, I woke up um, I I was intending to stay up for Survivor Series. I'd been at work that day. I was like, cool, I'm going to stay up anyway and watch it. I was lying on my sofa. I'd got to the Gunther versus Miz match and I was starting to fall asleep. So oh. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to bed. Punk's clearly not going to be there. Sean Ross Sapp has tweeted, nothing has changed. WrestleVotes, has, nothing has changed. All the reports was indicating he wasn't there. Woke up at like eight in the morning. I had notifications, like a ton of notifications. I didn't look at them. I was like, I'm going to watch the rest of Survivor Series just anyway with my morning coffee while I make breakfast. And oh my God, I couldn't believe it. Randy Orton's back. Yeah. <laughs> Our truth was there Our truth too. was there. Is it crisps or chips? Because it's clearly crisps. Ruffles. Yeah. And this is stupid, this whole chip nonsense. Chips are big chunky boys that you get from the chippy. <laughs> yeah, chips need to be... Fluffy on the inside. Yeah. And, and warm. And, and warm, yeah. You, you, don't, you don't have warm crisps. That would be very strange. That would be weird, wouldn't it? Oh, tor- Doritos. Like, when you have nachos and cheese, they're chips. Yeah, but they're nachos. Mm, yeah, you would have walkers cheese. with cheese. <laughs> yeah, well, get the prawn cocktail and get them warm. <laughs> or, or would you? No, no, Tom. No, Tom, you wouldn't. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Don't start this. <laughs> um, so I was, um, I was up uh, just a few hours after, maybe an hour after Survivor Series had finished. Yeah. Because I was on Radio Newcastle that morning. And I found out, sat on the loo. Did you? Sat on the <laughs> loo, <laughs> scrolling through my phone. And, oh, punk's trending. I wonder if something. Oh, oh, well, well. Well, mm. there you go. That's a thing. <laughs> uh, that was it. Uh, so I just saw the video and went, oh, that's really strange so to see. through the process and was like, right, time to get to work. Yeah, I got to go. But I was, you know, it was, it was weird because the two top trends in the UK uh, on that morning mm. was Doctor Who yep. and CM Punk. Mm. It's strange. David Tennant and CM Punk re- both returning, uh, you know. Mm. D- ten years on. Ten years on, almost, you know. Yeah. It's quite weird that it happened on the same night. Um, and it, both of them look like they've been in a TARDIS and DA'd. <laughs> like they've both regenerated. It's uh, it's crazy. I'm only sad that one thing I wanted to do, because I've been fighting off a bit of an illness for the last couple of weeks, and uh, and I've just not had the energy that I normally have. And uh, and I really wanted to, after that Doctor Who episode, I really wanted to, to do a CM Punk Photoshop of him as the Doctor. Right. And just to combine the, combine the stream. I thought, I'll do it in the morning. I'll get up and I'll do it in the morning before I go to work. I thought, oh, there's no point now. It's all out there. Yeah, it's, all right. it's done. It's, it's done. all done. It's all done. The Time Lord has spoken. Anyway, we're going to get into the epilogue, which is the story of how that night came to be uh, and how CM Punk's return has gone so far and what we're looking ahead to. So Aidan Gibbons, who is adding to his 15,000-word dissertation of punk Vember. Uh, is going to get us started. Oh, I'm trying to remember what I've written. You've got a lot. I know. Another four pages. 
Which the last episode was six. I know. And we were thinking when we when we sat down the other day to or messaged each other going, We need another episode. Epilogue lads. It was like, cool, this will be a quick breezy episode <laughs> and then it was like essentially i thought we'll fill in the whole gap between when he was fired by all the wrestling on september 2nd 2023 all the way up until that fatal return two mm. months on it's a virus series. sounds like a plan so yeah. so we left uh, with punk as you say being terminated with cause yep, there he wasn't all in with his little nando's all sad <laughs> as fireworks are going That's as fireworks were going off we then get sacked by brian danielson we found out since yeah he led the disciplinary committee it was him some lawyer Chris Peck, I think his mm-hmm. name was, and an outside counsel, Brian Donaldson, saying while he didn't want to fire him, he had to do the right thing, and he did do the right thing, arguably, yeah. in firing CM Punk after more assaulting his employee, his colleagues. It's come to come to light as well that Brian Danielson, obviously, we, we always had the idea that his role backstage at WWE, uh, AEW was quite a big one, mm. but we also found out when it was revealed that he was the counsel that led to Punk's termination that he also hands out fines to wrestlers yeah, yeah, as well yeah, he's yeah. like a little like a little traffic warden <laughs> in aew he's the lollipop man he's a little lollipop man of aew it's a good role for him yeah. it's a great role yeah. for him i love the idea like obviously on on dynamite just gone you had adam copeland scream at christian cage go fuck yourself he's like punk's back there with a pad <laughs> waiting to come back through in That's my paddling. Head. It's not him handing out monetary fines. It's him like being like, right, on your knees, I'm going to kick you in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's 100 uh, kicks. He just shouts fickle at them yeah. and slaps them. Fickle! <laughs> yeah, he just does the curb stomps. Moxley just swearing every episode yeah. so he can get some more pain. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he got his concussion. It wasn't Ray Phoenix. <laughs> Daniels was just slapping him backstage. <laughs> So uh, he, so Brian Danielson leading up the committee and Punk is out of the door at AEW. That is where we left things in our six-hour-plus journey through uh, his time in AEW. Yeah, I, I mean, the first month after his firing, it was all relatively quiet. It was sort of like, mm, what's going to happen? We don't know. We'll wait and see. We found out Punk wasn't going to sue AEW. Um, and that essentially, he was just gonna. He was gonna move on from all of the drama that surrounded mm, him, that yum. drama caused by CM Punk, of course. But he was ready to move on. But then, sixth of October, it arrives one day before my mother's birthday. <laughs> As if planned. <laughs> As if planned. Get this done for Mrs. Gibbons. <laughs> Special day. Um, things begin to suddenly pick up in the wrestling in the of a newsletter. It emerges that CM Punk is in talks with WWE over a return. House of Wrestling, Nick Houseman, of course, the CM Punk whisperer, some yeah. would say, <laughs> um, then stated that CM Punk going back to the release of Virus Series was a, quote, safe bet. And we thought, oh, here we fucking go, mm. boys. But then literally about three days later, it was, um, it's off. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's not happening. As we covered in the last month's Monton Review, Fightful Select reported that uh, they were not in talks about a return. House of Wrestling then say the two parties were no longer in talks. Dave Meltzer then reports that CM Punk reached out or he at least wanted to go back to WWE, but WWE was like, nah, and they rejected mm-hmm. him. Dave Meltzer said. He said, yeah, they turned him down. He wanted to go there and the decision was a no. It can always change and was brought up to me like, look, there's no such thing as no forever, but it's a no for now. Um, this were, this is the decision that was made. It's Vince's decision. Vince, Nick Khan, Paul Levesque. Obviously, they decided the negatives outweigh the positives. Can't argue with that. It could always change, and it was made very clear to me if WWE's business went down, they know it's a card they can play. But it is worth it, and how? Uh, but is it worth it? And how bad is their business going to go down? Really, that is what Meltzer said on the matter. 
And this was literally the viewpoint at the time was that Punk essentially was rejected by WWE because the company was hot right now and they didn't think they needed a big star who needed millions of dollars. That's fair. And yeah, because everything they were doing was was so successful that Punk, and I think we, we said it in this many words on news videos, Fraser, you and I, in that Punk was pretty much like an in-case-of-emergency-break-glass option for WWE. I think that's a fair way to say it, but it's funny, though, that obviously now looking at it, his return has happened. Last week was the first week I've seen anyone tweet out about house show attendance being down compared to the last time they went to that same city. Mm. Yeah, Q4 has been down compared to recent... It's still years. incredible numbers that they're getting for house shows, the gates for everything, the, the, the attendance is very, very high, more so than it was, let's say, compared to 2019. But it's down compared to like all the other quarters of the year. And then five days later... Break glass in case of emergency. We get mm. color personality, we get CM Punk back. It feels that maybe they've just gone, well, can't hurt us. That's true. That's it. So it seems that way. But so by this point, so there was a lot of hullabaloo about Punk coming in, and then all of a sudden, all that sort of, all those embers were sort of stamped out as if to go, no, not happening, not happening. But it's something that the WWE may look at down the line. Yeah, but, but WWE even had a, like a sort of answer prepared because you've got Fastlane, which is on the 7th of October, my mother's birthday. Yeah, uh, she, did she, watch it? she did not know. Oh. <laughs> um, but it's, it, it's all sort of like there and literally like this press conference is a bit infamous really because this, this is the press conference where we get the Taylor Swift question, which everyone shits on. It's default. And this yeah. is where we get yeet, isn't it? Which, yeah, this is, yeah. Where we, <laughs> this is where Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso have had a little celebration drinky poo. They've like, come out going, yeet! <laughs> it's genuinely the best conference WWE's ever yeah. put on because you Fantastic. did have the backlash to the Taylor Swift question to Eos Guy uh, and then you had also... Yeet. <laughs> 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 just two blokes with the giggles. I just I resonated with that so much. Do you feel him, sir? Do you feel him? Do you feel me? Do you feel me? Do you feel him, sir? Do you and feel goes, him, sir? Cody, you're gonna be on roll this week. It's just like, am I? <laughs> Who else is gonna be there? <laughs> There is no greater feeling in the world than being up there, being, being somewhere with a mate and just laughing so yeah. much that it hurts about nothing. Yeah. It's like, it reminds me when you're in school and you sat next to, to your mate and something's tickled you both and you're trying to stifle your laugh. It's the silence. It's, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's the knowing you can't laugh. It's just in the office sometimes when all we've got is triple jump knocking over. I go, what the fuck are they doing now? There's a bunch of dickheads just laughing at nothing. <laughs> like someone's posted a picture of Mr. Blobby in the chat or yeah. something. What was it? It was like tugboat and communism. We just thought, yeah, we'll go with that or something. <laughs> <laughs> I love the inside baseball stuff that people get from these podcasts. It's a little it's a little tribute to anybody who listens extensively to the podcast feed. And, and judging by people's Spotify's wrapped 2023, lots of you do, so yeah. thank you. Um, <laughs> they uh, they get a little bit of ins more inside baseball on the company than they do ever on the podcast. Yeah, yeah a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I think we, we've given a lot of details about stuff that goes on in Slack group chats <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. It's almost like they're all very sensible. We just don't care. Yeah, we, uh, we're not bothered. We're like the normal like boys. like CM Punk. Well, like bombs yeah. all over the place. Oh. <laughs> 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 a dab for a, for the Patreons. Aiden Gibbons just gave us a dab. <laughs> Five years after they were relevant. Yeah. <laughs> I, I dab every time I sneeze. Now I just now, now they're irrelevant. Now I want to do them. Now it's you. Keep them alive. Every, I can just imagine you at really inappropriate places. <laughs> Funeral. Ashes to ashes. <laughs> Dust to <laughs> <laughs> really sad moments. Uh, and now we pay tribute to Margaret. 
<laughs> really, really intimate moments that you're. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, love. <laughs> <laughs> you have been. <laughs> How do you plead to the court? <laughs> Every time. Every single time. Every time. But that yeah. press conference was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Triple H comes out and just answers nothing, but he did have a CM Punk answer prepared, which was. Oh, he did. He said then uh, that there's no remaining ill will between the two sides, and the possibility is always there, but that Punk wasn't signed and the negotiations weren't ongoing, and that he wasn't planned for the show as of then, and that fans shouldn't buy tickets with the expectation of seeing him. That was courtesy of Fightful Select. And that was Survivor Series, the show in yes. question. Yeah. Now, it didn't mean that there was nobody who wanted CM Punk to come and play in their house. Yeah, so essentially outside of AEW and WWE, CM Punk was a proverbial bell of the ball. <laughs> One company in particular were really keen to sign him, and that was TNA-Impact um, Wrestling. My boys. Um, yep. t- Tom's employers. So My employers. CM Punk was almost your colleague. Yeah. Oh, nearly. Or could have been your colleague. We're working on it. Yeah. I say we. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Scott were working on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get, get him on the old blower. I don't care. I'm on the payroll now. I don't like, care. all right, Big D. <laughs> Me. Big D. Big D. <laughs> um, so they did actually reach out to him. It was uh, it was made clear they were interested. Of course, Punk by this point had already been backstage at a show in yeah. May, June time, whenever it was, Spring Slugfest. Um, he, he was invited to Bound for Glory. To, um, TNA made a big money offer to appear at Bound for Glory, which is October 21st. Um, CM Punk, like as we've um, discussed at the end of the month review, is that CM Punk didn't outright, well, he, he did reject it, but he, he was just like, that's nice. I'm not going to accept the offer. <laughs> but he didn't like go, he didn't like immediately shut it down. Yeah. He, was, he didn't yeah. just like didn't just toss it out of hand. They sort of went, that's nice. We get on quite well. I'm not going to accept it at this juncture. But what we do. It's like being friend zoned. Basically, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think TNA got friend zoned by CM Punk. Kind of with a. Um, Maybe. I might, yeah. eh. I don't even think there was a maybe. I think it was just, that's really kind. But it was like, I keep no, it, but it's it all good. It was his break glass in, in case of an emergency, right? It was right? go to TNA, yeah. It's his like, break glass. WWE went absolutely fucking not. Mm. Oh, I hate TNA. You look good. <laughs> so I've got a date for prom. <laughs> yeah. But, but then it was sort of what we find out in November as well. Is that TNA actually felt they were very close to bagging punk. Well, then ultimately, as the sort of rumblings around WWE grew, TNA sort of went, ah, well, we can't compete with the money-wise. Mm. But they were willing to basically make him like the company's, one of the company's top earners throw a whole bag of money at him. But it just didn't come together. Maybe in another universe, CM Punk is in TNA. In another lifetime. It's the multi- multiverse of madness, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh. Punk somewhere. He's still there, in AW somewhere. There was a multiverse of madness where TNA is headlined by CM Punk versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. In wanna, 2003. And I just want to be in that world. <laughs> but th- this is basically where we left October, though, was that WWE are like, nah. TNA is like, please. <laughs> AW's like, <laughs> AW's like, no. <laughs> and that, that was basically it. But CM Punk himself said at the end of October about potentially appearing at Survivor Series. He said, they're asking if I'm going to be there. I think it's sold out. I think tickets are hard to get. <laughs> um, he said, I don't want to burst anybody's bubble. I'm kind of just staying at home enjoying this beautiful Chicago weather. It was very sunny at the time. Yeah. Uh, I have an injury in the family. My dog, Larry Blue. <laughs> My dog, 
blew his dog. <laughs> his dog ACL. My, his, dog my ACL. Do- his dog ACL. That's not a typo. <laughs> it's not. It's not a typo. It's. I've not read that quote before. My dog Larry blew his dog ACL. I'm literally just spending my time with them. I know that sounds crazy, but he is my son, and I take care of him and treat him as such. Him. Everything has kind of stopped. I'm fortunate to take time off from everything. I've cancelled things that I have coming up. Traveling is hard. It's tough to leave him here with my wife, April, AJ Lee. If there are two of us here taking care of him, it's easier. I thought if you learned anything from Jeremy Vine this week, Fraser, you'd have read. I the, should read. You'd the have quote. read ahead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, oh, she's lost an arm. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed at that one. <laughs> Incredible, Zeba. There's a story here about uh, they're on a boat and, uh, oh, his little brother accidentally presses the accelerator and, and oh, Oh, his mum lost her arm. <laughs> this, it, that whole story that Jeremy Vine was telling reminds me of your granddad losing an arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, he's, he's standing near a plane. Oh, he's lost his arm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll send it next week on Radio yeah, 2, catch him out. I think every a, week we should just send in a story of somebody losing their arm to Jeremy, Jeremy Vine. He was watching planes and he was waving at the driver. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please stop sending in uh, messages of people who have lost an arm? <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Foot loss is okay. <laughs> Foot loss is fine. Jeremy Vine on Radio 2. Yeah. Great. Accidental partridge. Accidental, <laughs> complete partridge. Uh, no accidental partridge for CM Punk when he mentions his dog ACL. No. Dog ACL. There is legitimately a dog ACL. <laughs> his doggy ACL. <laughs> I believe he did it trying to uh, uh, trying to do a dog pedigree on another dog on yeah. the table, yeah. uh, and the dog returned it, turned it into a dog walls of Jericho. <laughs> but he muscled out and finished the dog match. That's what it'll be the weeks before Royal Rumble. He get his little denim dog jacket on. Oh uh, yeah, mm. muscly beyond belief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's taken so many PEDs by the time it comes around. <laughs> <laughs> that dog has had far too many snacky snacks. <laughs> Perk Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Woof! <laughs> it's the fucking topaz over off the stage. <laughs> Brings down the straps. Oh. <laughs> just, <laughs> look at Larry just giving it absolute biff as the Atkins would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Perk, anyway, Perk we, Larry. We do have some fun. Yeah, we, do, we have yeah. a laugh, don't we? <laughs> anyway, ah, so that was October. Into November we go uh, with all these offers. You know, uh, CM Punk is the bell of the ball, but here's the thing: the one ball that he wants to go to, he's not been invited to. No, oh. it seems. But there was a, there was a brief a brief speculation about a second womble. Mm. A womble. A womble. Well, that, yes, <laughs> a yeah. womble. I don't know why we got enough wombles, but there we are. Remember, you're a womble. <laughs> You do love the Womble. I do love the Womble. (laughs) A slight tangent. Every time I'm in London, I've got to look out for the Wombles because Aiden... (laughs) What's because you go to Wimbledon a lot? Yeah, and you you like the Wombles. And that's where they live. Yeah. Well, do they? Underground, overground, and Wombling free. Yeah. Yeah. We wish you a Wombling Merry (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) Anyway, CM Punk and the Wombles. So so the one ball he's not invited to is WWE still by the start of November. But a wild return to AEW at this point had been teased. Punk himself was having a little bit of fun on social media. Like, he, am I the devil? Of course, um, at the time of recording... MGF is being stalked and terrorised by a devil mm-hmm. on AEW TV, which might be revealed next week. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. It could be, it could be re- revealed by the time this... By the time anyone listens it to it. It could have appeared on Collision. You never know. Yeah. Uh, but, um, well, we're going to find out soon enough. But the, 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 the devil chatter in question, uh, I think I remember CM Punk sharing a, 
a, a photo of Ric Flair as the Black Scorpion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was an infamously awful angle that WCW shot in which Sting had no opponents to face him. So they created one called the Black Scorpion that was voiced by Ole Anderson and just did weird magic tricks like making a tiger disappear and severing a fan's head uh, using the old magic trick of like the two boxes. That's pretty cool. It is cool. I think that's what happened. Or that did he turn a fan into a tiger? Something to do with a tiger. Something with a tiger. There was a tiger involved. Okay. Uh, but as the as the time approached, I think it was Clash of the Champions where Sting was going to face the Black Scorpion. They went, um, we've got no one to be the Black Scorpion. We haven't gotten out for this. Uh-huh. So it ended up putting Ric Flair under the Black Scorpion mask. And you have this weird match between Flair, between Flair and Sting. But Flair is trying not to wrestle like Flair. And... It's almost, and you watch the match, it's fascinating because he's, yeah, because he's fighting his muscle memory all the time. There's one point where yeah. he goes to do the, the arm slaps and he stops himself and brings his hands back to his side. Like he's fighting all the Ric Flair yeah. isms and all the muscle memory. And it's just an awful match. So, what AEW needs to do for this devil thing is constantly tease that it's CM Punk on the screen. <laughs> I, I'd really ramp it up. <laughs> in GTS. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. Do absolutely There's part of me that would, and yeah. And Jack Perry. Just lean into it. And then when Jack Perry turns up, it's like, ah, well done. Yeah. <laughs> you did what you could. Yeah. Um. So, so he's kind of riling up these rumors. I think Punk's enjoying being like so heavily talked about in the industry. Yeah, and he's not positive gonna... light as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? If there's rumors like that around about you, you're not going to shut them down immediately, no. are you? And, uh, and CM nah. Punk has, but it did turn out that CM Punk was just having a lovely bit of fun and that, shockingly, there were no plans for him to go back to AEW two months on from him nearly fighting the boss. Yeah. yeah. No, weird that, innit? Yeah. But, but we're sort of in a little bit of a holding phase, but we do certainly get a wild claim for a better wrestling experience. Um, they claim that CM Punk was scheduled for a call with the WWE board, which no longer exists, of course, following the TKO UFC merger thing. Um, but this was quickly shot down, though, by an- another one of the CM Punk whisperers and Ebu of WrestlePurus. He tweeted, I really hate to burst people's bubbles, but I reached out to sources that would know on CM Punk's side, and they deny that this situation has taken place. As of today, CM Punk returning to WWE Survivor Series specifically is not set to happen. That hasn't stopped WWE from not not directly teasing, but there's certainly been Shinsuke Nakamura has been a very teasy boy throughout November. Mm. I mean, what he hits a GTS at first, everyone goes okay. Um, everyone on social media keeps looking around, sort of making things that probably that aren't actually there. Yeah. But Nakamura's like, "You're close. I see you. Mm. Come on, Big Daddy." And then, and it turned out to be Big Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> easy, easy, easy. <laughs> But essentially, I told you it was Big Daddy. Why, yeah. why are you upset? I said it was Big Daddy. <laughs> but but, but he's, he's teasing it all the time. And essentially, it's, it's a load of bollocks that this is meant for CM Punk, we find out. Because Fightful Select are later told by WWE sources. Whether it be Nakamura, USA Network, Twitter account, or anyone that said he's coming back prior to last week. No, I'm reading the wrong bit, haven't I? No, no, that's the that's right bit. That's the right bit. bit. Coming yeah. back prior to last week, none of them knew because Punk didn't know. Yeah, so this oh. report comes out after Survivor Series, but basically all the teasers leading up to it, until the week beforehand, were essentially just that teasers that weren't done off the, that weren't done with the knowledge that CM Punk was coming back. They were just 
people having a good time. And it's a and it's a mixed bag because you've got guys like Grayson Waller as well. I seem yeah. to remember on Instagram was having some fun making. I think he did that. I'm the best on this in this ring on this microphone, even on commentary. Yeah, he also held up to a injured jaw, a uh, can of Pepsi and yeah. stuff like that. Mm. And Corey Graves was doing a lot of teases as well, um, doing the whole like best in the world and. and there was, it was a bit too on the nose, really, quite a few of them, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I, w- I mean, the thing is, we were seeing all this, but then the, the, the reports from, from very, very much verified people who would know if these things were happening were all going, it's not happening. So we're in a weird situation because all the people that would normally kind of have a little inkling mm. as to what was happening were being told, nope, nothing like that. But then all the guys in WWE are going, lols, CM Punk. <laughs> like, uh, so it was, it was on the nose, but then we kind of brushed it off as just the yeah. wrestlers having a bit of fun. Have a bit of fun, yeah. Yeah, because since Vince has been moved away from that, like it's, it's still a very much more relaxed environment. It's, so you can be a bit more silly with it. It was like... You know how you sometimes have stuff on your mug? Yeah. It's like that equivalent of them in WWE being like, you know, like, here's something for you. Little treat for you if you're paying attention. Yeah. Little nudge and a wink. But like, you, if you had like, I don't know, um, random insert old known celebrity here yeah. on your mug. RIP Jimmy Corkill on there. Yeah. Like, and he's not coming to Cultaholic. Well, no, I'd be surprised because he, he died this yeah. morning. There you go. <laughs> did, just, did he actually? Just when we came downstairs, they uh, announced that Jimmy Corkill from Brookside has died. Henry Kissinger died. died as well. Yeah, it's been quite a hundred. Yeah. Henry Kissinger. A hundred, yeah. What, what, Should it, have died much earlier. Yeah. <laughs> what, did, did you have a bet on? <laughs> <laughs> he was just a horrible little arsehole, wasn't he? Yeah. It's, it's a shame that somebody so horrible was called Kissinger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, oh, that's, my, that's my hot take on the, the death of Henry Kissinger, <laughs> which is why you're all here <laughs> but RIP Jimmy Corkill as well yeah. Richard Nixon the ghost of Richard Nixon is tuning out right now <laughs> <laughs> well that's all I want to do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway Punk yes. yeah. so, so it's not so, so Shinsuke Nakamura saying come on then Big Daddy you're nearly here yeah. it's not Punk no it's not Punk it's at not all it's not Big Daddy either uh, I think it's Cody Rhodes wasn't it yeah yeah, it's Cody. Cody Rhodes. It's Cody Rhodes. It went right. Okay. There was there was a school of thought. Some people thought it might be Okada. Well, yeah, because we've got the rumours right now, mm. sort of that WWE are interested in Kazuchika Okada, mm. but his contract's not up till the end of January. But also, there was a lot of reports being like nobody knows who Nakamura's going to be facing. It's like, very close teasing. to the chest. Yeah. It was kept hidden. It was kept secret. People. Well, I think the latest report we had was it's going to be someone new and possibly someone from Japan. Yeah. And Cody Rhodes has wrestled in Japan. But mm-hmm. he's not that new from as, Bullet Club. But as we'll get to as well, Dubuli obviously would get very good at this keeping secret stuff. Yeah, mm. and it's, it's it's good. And do you know what? Just just to jump on it, like then I think Cody being revealed as the guy that Nakamura's was 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 coming for. I'm not mad. That's a fresh match. Yeah, and it's something. And and this is kind of like we're entering. So even though Punk's back, this is very historically the sort of the dead zone. For wrestling Very much news, so, isn't it? Yeah. So why not give us a, a fresh set of matches between now and the Rumble between Cody and Shinsuke Nakamura? Yeah, they could give them some time. They'll have some. They'll have some bangers. Christmas yeah. Day Raw. Yeah, give us Shinsuke and Cody for an hour. But yeah, is Raw on Christmas Day this year? I think it is. You know, I think it. Might Let's have be. a look. Oh, I imagine it won't be a real calendar. I mean, obviously there was there was a point where they did do a live Christmas Day Raw. Remember. 25th, but but the table in advance, but it might be like, could be the Thunderdome one where I think you had, had like a bang ass Smackdown where you had Roman Reigns against Kevin Owens for the Universal title. I think it was Sami Zayn versus 
Yeah, Big, Big e. e. Big E won the IC title off yeah. Sami Zayn. And you had Danielson versus Jey Uso. I was, I was on that one. Yeah, in the Thunderdome. I was in the Thunderdome. Me and Barry the Shark were in the Thunderdome. Oh, Didn't exciting. you get banned? Or was that Adam? Adam got banned. Adam, Adam got, got banned. banned. I'm just having a look at he the two days. The, uh, he, was, he was doing, doing the, the spunky cock dance on, yeah. on the... Uh, on the, the thing is, and the Thunderdome experience was incredible because basically you were told, right, you know, do lots of up, thumbs up and thumbs down and all this, be very animated. And they would watch all the cameras to see who was really getting into yeah, it, playing yeah. ball. And if you were playing ball, they'd move you further down the front. And that's when you could do your spunky cock dances. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you lulled them into a false sense of security <laughs> and then went... <laughs> It's either going to be Christmas Day this year, by the way. It's either going to be a best off show or they'll tape it on the 18th. Okay. Good. So. They get they Christmas Day off the wrestlers this year. That's yeah. nice. But they're working Boxing Day. That's fine. And that's Christmas Eve. That's for footballers with Boxing <laughs> Day. I think so. Christ. Date on, it's, it's, uh, I know they did the Madison Square Garden show on Boxing it's Day. It's Sunday Stunner. That's their, yeah. their Sunday show. Right. Okay, Continue. so we reached November twenty second. November twenty yeah. second. So the two weeks in between, we've just we've, just, we've got the Okada news. I've got other stuff going on. Uh, Pump's a little bit quiet at this point. Not much tickling along. We are being distracted by the Okada news and by the news of Randy Orton. Randy Orton, very much so. It's v- and to the point where we're hearing that in the run up to the Raw, the go home for Survivor Series, there was a lot to talk about Randy Orton coming back for Survivor Series, and they said they're going to make it very clear that Randy Orton's going to be there to stop people thinking that CM Punk would be there because yeah. they were going to do a mystery partner thing for Cody's team. And and on the Raw beforehand, they made it very clear that it was Randy Orton. <laughs> He's literally announced as well. They just go, right, it's going to be Orton. Yeah. And I've reason- got a legacy with this man. <laughs> yeah, he does all the teas and then WWE's like, yeah, it's Randy Orton. You, <laughs> you may as well be prey because we've got the apex predator. <laughs> I guess you could say we've eaten Uda and he's in our stomachs. <laughs> Simpsons gag. <laughs> but, but that's basically where we leave it off, though. It's that, it's that she'd say, right, it's not CM Punk, everybody. He's not the partner. Yeah. We're going to make it very clear that it's not CM Punk. So don't buy a ticket because you're not seeing CM Punk. you're not seeing CM Punk. By this point, the show's might probably sold it's out. sold out anyway. by this point. And again, and that was another reason why we went, well, they won't be Punk because the the venue sold out. Yeah. Like, they, they wouldn't need... If, they, if, the, if the ticket sales were slow, you could probably tease a maybe a CM Punk, but they don't need to. Yeah. Even even if Punk didn't turn up, like they've still sold out the venue, and they've not promised CM Punk, so there's no harm if he doesn't come out. We've only disappointed ourselves, really. I'm just like, dear, if you go and maybe you Simpsons gag there, yeah. Isn't, if if you didn't actually make a reference to Simpsons and just went like, <laughs> and they tease this Simpsons gag, <laughs> insert Simpsons just gag like, here. I don't even need to make a reference. There's bound Simpsons to be gag. one. Yeah. Simpsons, Simpsons gag. Reference. Simpsons reference. <laughs> But as of as of Wednesday, November twenty second, what we do have is that it's still the same. It's not as of right now for a punk return. Mm-hmm. Of course, what what we'll get to later. This isn't true, but these are what the reports were saying in the Built as a Virus series. We then start getting a little tickle as, mm. as the show gets a little bit closer. Things continue to build on social media. A very firm minority is not believing that punk uh, is is refusing to believe that punk will not be there at Survivor Series, that they're all clinging on. We're, we're looking at this point going, okay. Um, <laughs> but th- there was a glimmer of hope on the, basically the, the Friday before Survivor Series, Dave Meltzer reports in the Wrestling Observer, Wrestling Observer newsletter that WWE are hoping to bring CM Punk back if the fans demanded it. Simply because in the past, Vince McMahon, of course, can be very combative against what the fans want. I know what the people want better than Quite they a stubborn do. man. Yeah, but WWE will not do this anymore. They're not looking to be compatible with fans and if the fans want something, they'll give it to them. 
which is it's a really nice sign because, I mean, we've seen it with LA Knight. He's had a rise up the card. As much as we were, did want him to win Money in the Bank, he did end up doing something probably better going yeah. for Roman Reigns at the title. Uh, the fact that they've listened and they've brought in this guy and it's like, oh, okay, maybe we, we can trust them a bit more. How funny is it that it, you wouldn't get this in other mediums where they go, well, all the fans are clamoring for this thing and the company is now giving it to them because for 15 years... If the fans really want something, they've vehemently denied them having it. Not for not for any other yeah. reason other than just to be arsehole. Just spite, basically. Wasn't spite it? and the idea that Vince McMahon knows what the people want more than he more than they know yeah. what they want. Yeah. Like they do want Roman Reigns. No, you do want Roman Reigns as a babyface. You do. You do. I wish you they'd do. done Punk's return, like in Dallas, where someone wakes up and it's he's just in the shower. It's like, well, <laughs> 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 oh, the whole the past nine years were all a dream. <laughs> Get reset back to 2014. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Triple H back in action. Yeah, in the in the Rumble, Batista doesn't win. Then it's a, a alternate timeline, and we get Stone Cold Steve Austin <sighs> versus CM Punk at WrestleMania 38. <laughs> Until Loki turns up and uh, prunes them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what we get on the Friday night, we've got that medal to report. But five or select, they state. WWE's claim is that CM Punk won't be there. Punk's claim to friends is that he won't be. That's what we get Friday night. We're like, okay, the claims are that he won't be there. Then literally, in, in the mere hour before before Survivor Series, I've, I've, I've came into the office, we're all getting ready, I've got you McDonald's, here we go. I'm thinking, okay, I'll do this article. So WrestleVotes have said that nothing has changed regarding CM Punk Survivor Series. This is the hour before the show. We put out the article, we're like, there we are. It's that's, not happening. That, that's CM Punk. It's not happening. Oh. Forbes literally even put out an article that's clearly pre-written. Yes. Saying that CM Punk is did not return at Survivor Series. Still up. Yeah, it's still there. This is the whole Dewey Beats Truman thing from 1948. The the silly buggers uh, nature continued like first thing from first thing on that Saturday morning because there were numerous fans uh, citing CM Punk. But of course, you're in Chicago. So of course, he's going to be in Chicago. A few yeah. people went, since CM Punk today, he's there. And I'm like, well, yeah, he yes. lives in Chicago. It's, it's cool interesting, though. Yeah. Someone did post on Reddit that morning and was like, I've just bumped into CM, CM Punk. I've asked him if he's going to be at Survivor Series. Uh, Survivor Series, And he went, no, I'm, I'm doing something tonight. I'm busy. Uh, and he was like, well, I'm, he seemed in a jovial manner. And that could be him at Survivor Series. Mm. And the whole replies on Reddit were like, you're a fucking idiot. No way he's coming back. No, no, that's not happening. Why? Of course he's busy. Like, he's doing something else. That guy... If he if Spunk did actually hint to him, oh, I'm going to be at Survivor Series tonight. <laughs> this one guy must be feeling very happy. With oh himself. my gosh, so much so! And also um, on the morning of the Survivor Series show, Living Color uh, uh, uploaded a remastered version of Cult of Personality. Yeah, which which set everybody off again. Like, Whoa, why are you doing that today? And and a few people asked me like, oh, is that a sign? And in my head, I went, well, no, because. They're capitalizing on the buzz on hype, yeah. around what might happen. So, yeah. of course, today is the day. So, I'd reasoned in my head, well, that's the day you do it because, you know, everyone's going to be talking about CM Punk. Why not stick your song out yeah, so everybody song, can yeah. hear it? Yeah. Makes sense. If I was, even if Punk wasn't coming back at Survivor Series, if I was in Living Color, I'd go, that's the day we release the, the, the new version. Right. And what we find out as well is that key names and creative, they've been told Punk won't be at Survivor Series by 
likes of Triple H and all that duty higher-ups. And top talents have been told CM Punk would not be a Survivor Series. So, firmly heading into Survivor Series, the idea is that CM Punk will not be there. We'll get the Randy Orton return, we'll have some lovely war games, and then we'll go home and go to bed. And Raw has been planned for the following night. Yes. Already. Raw's been written. Raw's yeah. been written, ready to go, based on the events that people are aware of on, on Survivor Series now. Yeah. And it, it was, it, it's just strange that, like, at, at one point did it change from a, he's not going to be there, to, yeah, he's here. Like, we know, as we'll get into, like, how it, how it transpired, but it's crazy that even as the show was starting, an hour in at the show, everything was, nah. It no. was, nah, it's not happening. It's not happening. And then, I mean, the slightest inkling we get is War Games is finished. Um, Survivor Series is ready to go off the air. And suddenly Sean Ross tweets going, my stance has changed. A backstage. <laughs> he was suddenly doing this. Yeah. <laughs> he was suddenly back cocks to the left. <laughs> and, and then he was, was dabbing. My stance has changed. He just stands up. <laughs> does, the, does the peacock? Does the squidward dance? Leaves. Um, <laughs> and then that's what it was. And then and then we hear that a backstage area has been cleared, but all like surely not. Mm. And then there we are. Smackdown, Smackdown. Survivor's use is coming to an end. I'm ready to go to bed, as previously mentioned. And then... Ambulance turns up. <laughs> <laughs> the pop was thunderous. Oh, my yeah. God. It was incredible. And it's strange because it got even louder when he actually walked out of the tunnel. Yeah. Like, they were like, oh, fuck, he actually he's is He's actually there. here. It's not Grayson Waller coming out to take the piss. It's not Paul Heyman being like, hey, hey. You, Imagine if it you. had been. <laughs> Oh my god! I feel like Chicago would have killed someone. Yeah. I think somebody would have died. <laughs> like that would have been absolutely crazy if they'd done done that at the end of the show and he wasn't there. Mm. Um, it's Bret Hart, everybody. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> there was at one point before that walkout that uh, I'd seen some things popping up on Twitter. I don't know how true they were. That when there was a spot in the War Games match where the where Cody's team had been completely laid out and Randy Orton hadn't materialized. Yes. Right. And there were the, CM, CM Punk chance yes. that, that um, Kevin Dunn had attempted to mute. There was throughout the show. There's, there's, mm. There was some before the show. There was one during a match when they were particularly... They were to get a little bit bored, so they started some CM yeah. Punk chants. And then this was the big one. They tried to mute it down. You're thinking, okay. But... Was that maybe a misdirect? Maybe. Of being like... We don't want it coming across on TV just yet. Yeah, it's like we don't want it. Yeah, if I think if it's almost like if you let those chants go without somehow dulling them, it, it keeps a surprise. Like if we hear, oh, they're muting the chants. Clearly, they're they're wanting to avoid CM Punk. Yeah, topic. So even right at the last minute, I think this is the big. You know, like we all, oh, oh, they're muting this. Clearly, they don't want that on TV. Oh, CM Punk's not going to be there because they muted the chants. What I loved was the fact that, that when that happened and that second one came around where they were muting it and then Randy Orton's music hits, like that pop is still phenomenal as well. Yeah, That's as still well, a monstrous yeah. pop for Randy Orton. And, and, and I want to give, give some love very quickly. I know it's a CM Punk podcast, but some love to Randy Orton. I, that return was fantastic. He yeah. came out. He looked like he was loving life. He was walking down the ring with like a lot of energy. He looks fucking massive. He looks like his character model on WWE All Stars. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. he does. Yeah. He, is, he is a um, how we say big boy. He's a big boy. Big He's always boy. been very tall, but now he looks 
hench. But he was walking, I love walking down the ring and he was pointing at each of the judges and going, okay, I'll have you, I'll have you, I'll have you, I'll have you. Yeah. And just, just a ball of fire from the moment he got in, looked great, looked like he was having fun. And I was just, and if that had been the big finish, then that would have been fine. Yeah. But then, of course, as we're saying, as we get out comes the ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> so out comes the ambulance. CM Punk made a PS white t shirt, new haircut. Like, and this time, I mean, he doesn't do a lot. He comes out, he lets out a werewolf howl for some reason. <laughs> oh! <laughs> well, like, right, so there you are. That, that is you indeed, Phil. Yep. Um, and then he, he, he celebrates with the crowd. Some man's desperate <laughs> to get on camera. This bloke's like, I go, no. I loved that bit because Punk goes, whose city is this? Chicago, Chicago, <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> whose city, dickhead? <laughs> that guy knew, like, he, he knew the assignment. He, he yeah. was there. Right, I'm going to hype Phil up because he was more hyped than Phil was to be. <laughs> <laughs> he was literally that. What, what band is it when it comes across? Oh my God, you've won known How excited? Are you excited as I am? I said, clearly not. Clearly no. not. <laughs> clearly not. No. Punk knew that this guy was giving him all, giving him all the energy that he yeah. needed. But but it's funny because we only see on on the on the show we see Punk walk out, we yeah. see him get hugged, you know, go, you know, he howls, hypes the howl. crowd a little bit. He, as he as we go off air, he's howling. But then, like, there's photos that emerge after where he sits down cross-legged on the ramp mm-hmm. and, uh, and gets in with some more fans and stuff. So he does a little bit more after the fact. Has a, has a wave to Randy Orton. Oh, <laughs> yes, of course. He does Randy Orton's pose. Yeah. Which, which, can we just address for a second? Randy Orton's pose used to be, like, wide arms. He's now since got right angles. Nah, he's 43. Is the, do you think it's the arthritis? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's now like that he's, rather he's got, than... He's muscular, more muscular now than he used to be. So he's probably, like... Yeah. Gun show at the same yeah, time. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> he's doing it. He's doing a Scott Steiner cross of his original. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so Punk does the Orton pose and then waves, and Randy Orton sat on a chair in the ring and waves going, back, going like that with this. Yeah. He's like, oh, how long? Oh, like you are, you old silly buggers. Aren't yeah. You? And, and we'll get to what else happens while he's out mm. soon. Uh, but literally in Cultaholic office, it was that meme where you sat that relaxing, and then it was like, sit forward or yeah. hands on deck, yeah. and, and then it was just. Here we fucking go, basically. Here we fucking go. Andrew and Adam were live reacting to it on the live stream on the YouTube channel. And I am over the fucking moon that on Raw the following night, we get Andrew Hodkinson for the world to hear going, no way! (laughs) The most Yorkshire reaction to CM Punk (laughs) in history. His reaction was great. I showed showed the reaction to Alex and Alex loved my my wife-to-be. She loved it. And then I showed her Raw the following night and she was like, oh, that's amazing. Like, that's great. Like, Andrew, worldwide, no way! It's great. I was thinking, though, WWE's stolen our footage. We need to get that copyright (laughs) claim in right now. Yeah, I've I've already put that in. Where's the credit? Let's get them Good. shut down. Yeah. <laughs> they should be making money off us. It should be the other way around. Thank you very much. But it was a lovely moment for Andrew. Oh, I'm over the moon. Oh, so happy for him. What a yeah. boy. What a boy. And then, it, but in terms of the report, it, what we, it immediately comes up. We, we find out within, by the time I go to sleep at seven o'clock, we know, we know a great deal. We know pretty much 90% of how and Punk's return came together. And the reason why all our reports were wrong for weeks is essentially because... It's a quick, a closely guarded and quickly put together secret. Mm-hmm. Talks between CM Punk and Triple H took place on the nineteenth of November, which is what the the Sunday before Survivor so I Series. I believe you're right. Nineteenth um, uh, Sunday before, yeah. so like five, yeah, six, six days, days before, before Survivor Series. They have cleared the air talks. They mend fences. 
They were out there fixing gates. Who knows? It's <laughs> um, a bunch of DIY, basically. <laughs> but this, this is a kept a closely guarded secret. The only people who really know is Nick Khan, WWE president, and Triple H, WWE chief content officer. Vince McMahon himself not involved because Vince doesn't want him back. Yeah, Vince. Yeah. Vince made a. They, there was an opportunity to bring him back pre-pandemic, and Vince went no. Even with Fox paying the bill. Yeah, Fox yeah. said we'll, we'll we'll back it, and he went no. Don't want him on. Even twenty twenty two. Yeah, there was another one that came about, and um, again, Vince went, no, don't want him back. Which is crazy, because you've seen the response to it. It seems large, largely positive, right? Vince says, like, with, as we'll get to. As we'll as get to. We'll get to. Yeah. You don't Higher know what you much. want. Yeah, I know what you want. Yeah, Clearly you do, man. Clearly you do. But what we get, though, so they have to clear the air talks, but nothing is definitively locked in until literally late afternoon on the 25th of November, so like hours before Survivor Series, because Sean Ross Sapp said he asked, he asked Saturday morning and the contract still had not been signed. Mm. So it all comes together late afternoon. and But even like when it's happening at Survivor Series, producers, referees, staff, talent, head writers were not told about Punk's return. Triple H, Bruce Pritchard and Michael Hayes, the producer... Um, they have a meeting to discuss a change to the main event, but there's no hint as to what it is. The talents who are in the main event are also informed just before the show, uh, before the main event even, that CM Punk will be returning. That's about as far as this goes. They literally just, yeah, as, the, as they're planning their match, they're, they're calling to a private meeting and they go, right, Punk's coming out at the end of your match. Yeah. Essentially, like that's basically crazy. that's that's as close to it, and it's that's as close to it as it is, isn't it? Like only certain parties and then. And then, as we've heard, the backstage area gets cleared out just as the match is ending. And I believe it's Triple H that calls... Triple H produces the end of the show. He produces yeah. the end of the show, so he clears out whoever's sat at Gorilla, and he sits there and goes, right, cue the music, walk, go now. Like, Imagine you're the cameraman, the, do the this. sound technician, right? And you, you're like, what the fuck's going on? This, the whole area is getting cleared out, and then Triple H comes over and goes, can you... Uh, CM Punk's music. Uh. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> and then Phil's like, "Hello, <laughs> yeah, get like, his music ready. Like, get his man a shield. Like, how? Yeah, how quick did they have to turn that music around and get the Titantrons and everything going? I wonder whether they just had it saved already as like something completely there, different. Yeah. Could you load Survivor Series 03.wav <laughs> and Survivor Series 03.mp4? <laughs> I've seen a lot of people talking about the Titantron being like, "Oh my god, they had a they had a new one ready for him that references all his different eras in WWE." It's a same fucking one. It's well, the same. 2014. It's the same one. Yeah. They were all those logos were already in there before because I saw people being like, "Oh my god, WWE's put a lot of thought into this. They've got uh, he's got the the cross fists from his you know his last run. They've got, got that the, he's always had. They've got the lightning bolt to reference his Nexus time. They've got the the prayer hands from the Straight Edge Society. They've always been in there. No, it's just, it's the same one it's that the he used before. Same one. So people are people are talking shit because again, like had they had they asked for CM Punk video to be commissioned, that's another person you're letting in on the inner circle. Yeah. It was though Living Colors re-release. It was the remaster that they did use. So that's that is maybe shows that it was very. Can you load up Spotify? Yeah. Like, have we still got the rights? <laughs> God, imagine if they done it through Spotify and you go. <laughs> Go subscribe now to Spotify Premium for ad-free <laughs> listening. No! Yeah, over the tannoy. Bluetooth. There's nothing <laughs> quite... <laughs> Have you Coming been... soon to Sky Atlantic. No! Are you in there with an opponent who's stiff? You'll need Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> Punk's walking out like... Yeah. 
Oh, it's like raging I, hard erection. <laughs> <laughs> it was the time when I think it was AAA when they had Jeff Jarrett come out as a surprise, and they lifted his music from the Impact Wrestling YouTube channel. Did they? So it started off with like Jarrett. Impact Wrestling Thursdays on Spike, ding ding, and then it went into his music. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it goes, doo, doo, oh, yeah, the yeah, wee, woo, but they lift it just straight off the YouTube. <laughs> it's so funny. Who did that? Do we do we? No, that was uh, Triple A, I think. Okay, right. No, of, yeah, course. of course, yeah, of course it sense. was Triple A. He can't sense. act until he hears his music. <laughs> <laughs> the people know that when they hear this is Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Play my fucking music. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. If our fans want it, if the WWE Universe is excited to have it, then let's go. And we'll figure out the rest of it from there. Um, this came together super quick, um, which I'm sure is why it stayed very tight. You know, there's a lot of speculation at that point. It was nothing but speculation. For most of the time, it was speculation. It didn't really start to come to fruition until everybody stopped thinking it was going to happen. And then all of a sudden, it was happening. Um, but um, extremely excited. You know, a lot of time has gone by, almost 10 years, right? And if you are the same person you were 10 years ago, 10 years later, you've messed up. Everybody grows. Everybody changes. Um, and I'm a different person. He's a different person. Um, this is a different company. And we're all, uh, we're all on, a, on, a, on the same even starting ground. So what's next for CM Punk? That'll be interesting, won't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see that myself. I know whatever it is, it'll be talked about, it'll be exciting, um, and it'll be a thrill ride for the WWE Universe, no matter, no matter what it is. Um, and I'm thrilled. We're all thrilled um, to have him back here and um, to have him back, you know, cliche to say, but have him back home in WWE.
to where he belongs. So here he is. He's out there and he's he's back. And yeah. we've all been caught off guard by it. Even the main event lads who found out just beforehand uh, caught off guard by it. And what what a moment that was. What a moment. But what we find out is why WD, after all of this, decided to re-sign him. And it's basically what we covered earlier in that, well, about 15 minutes ago on that they're not going to stand in the way. But this is what Dave Meltzer said. Dave Meltzer says, from what I understood, it was one of those things where it was a no, except if they felt the public demand was there. I, I actually wrote that in this week's issue in the sense that if they believed the demand was there, they're not going to be an organization that fights the fans. That's pretty much it. Would Vince have done it in the same situation? Perhaps yes, perhaps no. That's essentially it. I, I'm intrigued to see, like, what was it that made of the fans that made Triple H go... Yeah, okay, the fans want it. Yeah. Like, because you, you could argue the CM Punk chance, but there was well, only mostly in Chicago, in Chicago as well. Yeah, the true. night before. I think, I think you know, you, you, you look at the fact that CM Punk has just left in, in, in a blaze of unglory uh, from AEW, so he's very much being talked about. And, yeah. and, they don't, and WWE say that AEW aren't competition, and they say that a lot. But, but I think but there's the an element of... Acts very much so is. Yeah, they, they, and if there's an opportunity to stick it to them, uh, they I, will. I fe- yeah, this feels like the biggest middle finger both CM Punk and WWE could give to AEW right now. Yeah, like, if they go, we're going to take him on, and we're gonna, and he's going to have a great run with and us. And he's going to behave. And he's going to behave himself. You know, it's crazy. But I wonder, on that 19th of November chat that they had, I wonder if it was agreed then? Oh, you, you come back, we'll sign the contract. Or it was it a case of Friday night, CM Punk chants ring out around the Allstate Arena, and they go... Everything's sound. Okay. Come on in. Come on in. We want you. Come on in, the water's fine. Because even in terms of Punk being backstage, the whole, like, one of the reasons that we find out is why they did it to Survivor Series. So they did consider delaying it to Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, but they think they were thinking by then it's good to get out that Punk's coming back, but if, if yeah. we did it at Royal Rumble. So one of the reasons they decided to do with Survivor Series was because it's so thingy, but also because Punk, it only takes him 20 minutes to get to the venue from his house. Yeah. So, so he probably left it, what, like... During the War Games match. Yeah, he probably <laughs> thought, ah, oh, better, better get in the car now. Yeah. He's watching, it, watching at home going, oh, right, it's time to go. Fuck, shit. <laughs> Far less chance of being rumbled. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> time to go. It's clobbering time. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if you lived across the road Larry's from CM Punk. Got his and cast on. You could. <laughs> Larry with his little cast on. <laughs> but father, stay. You, you told them you'd stay. <laughs> father. Father. <laughs> Imagine being living across the road from CM Punk, little curtain twitching going, He's off. He's leaving. <laughs> he's on his way. He's, where's he head? he's heading east towards the arena. <laughs> Call Dave Meltzer. <laughs> Come on, Batman. Get in the car. <laughs> Chases after it. <laughs> so the Batman beat like, yeah. like fucking him. rear window where they're looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jimmy Stewart sitting there. Just <laughs> it's like, hey, Steel's with him. Let's get to Fucking hell, stay away. <laughs> to say, someone, someone posted like an image and it was like... Um, putting the phone down. It was like impact when Ace Steel asks about the next house loop. (laughs) 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 So Ace Steel was sat clinging on at the back of the car. Take me with you. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, this all happens and obviously there is, um, there is, this is a very closely guarded secret and the moment the Survivor Series goes off air, the fallout of it is seen. It immediately mm-hmm. starts kicking off. Because there is an element of this where if you're, if you're certain members of the roster, you're going to feel a little bit burned a by A little this. bit miffed. Mm. A little bit miffed 
by this, which which I think we get into now. Yes, why not? Let's do it. So immediately after Survivor Series goes to the art, he's waving at Randy. Randy's waving at him. The world you having such a lovely time. Oh, lovely. But but just outside of the ring, the world heavyweight champion Seth Rollins is going in one word, he's going absolute well, two words actually. He's going absolutely acca. <laughs> There he is, he's there, he's going, fuck you, you little bastard, and all this sort of he's stuff. He's saying the he, fuck word. He's giving him the middle finger. Yeah, he was like, he better not be fucking there when I get fucking back, because I'm going to fucking knock him out. Yeah. And yeah. He's you've getting got, held back. You've got Michael Cole going, come on, man, just calm down. By Michael Cole. Cole, you gave us going, how are you? Calm down. And Rand, Drew McIntyre at this point, he's gone. He's out of there straight away. He's selling. Drew was gone sort of at the end of the war game. Yeah, like he's, yeah. he's straight out of there. He then he, he goes back. What we find out is Drew storms out of the arena. So he goes in, goes to the locker room, grabs his hoodie, shoves it on, slams the door, and he's away. Surely to Mindy's bakery. But he was, okay. he, he was straight out of there. And what we come to find out... Because um, the Seth Rollins thing then continues when they all go backstage. You've got Triple H and getting where he's going. I'm looking for Punk. He's trying to find him. Yeah. Punk's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And um, Triple H is basically going, "Come on, Seth, calm down, calm yeah. down, have a biscuit, <laughs> have a biscuit, have a Snickers. You're not you when you're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsored by Snickers. Have a cup of tea. And then it gets all calmed down. What we find out was that Seth Rollins was being a very worky, worky boy. Yeah. Um, he's got a rumored match. Well, 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 we'll get to it now, I suppose. He's he's rumored for a match with Chick Magnet at. The Royal Rumble for the, the World Heavyweight Championship. He's not the chick magnet. <laughs> he is. He, the was, chick he magnet. was the chick magnet. Not anymore. He's not, not anymore. But there no. was um, obviously there's there's a long-standing bit of business between those two. Seth Rollins <laughs> in the summer, uh, I think it was again Nick Houseman once again Big the centre of the fucking universe. I think it was Nick Houseman. It was, it was Nick Houseman. Yeah. Where where Seth Rollins outright told CM Punk, "Do not come back. You, you cancer." Well, why is there a sunglasses and a cowboy hat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he then says, "You know what? I don't like seeing bad things about Punk, but he just doesn't like him." Um, Drew McIntyre, I believe, said some stuff in the past, but it was it was sort of just. I think he just sort of went, if, if they bring it back, it's business. Yeah, yeah. Drew, Drew, whenever was asked about CM Punk, always talked about it being like, you know, it's a business and you do what's yeah. right for the business. He never really made any comments pro or anti-punk. Yeah. But his actions kind of suggested that he wasn't a fan. Yeah, so what we find out was that Punk, um, not Punk, not Mac, Drew McIntyre is... Part of the reason he storms out is because of the CM Punk situation, but there are broader things going on. So at this point, as of the time of recording, Drew McIntyre has not signed a new deal. It's up around WrestleMania. We don't know whether it's before or after, mm -hmm. but it's around the showcase of the Immortals. Um, what he said is that he's quite willing to basically let his contract expire and take a break from the industry. His wife's sister died in the past year. Mm -hmm. um, he, he, part of it as well was he hasn't been back to Scotland for like a sort of like prolonged period, basically, since he went back to WWE. So it, it sounds like, the, in terms of Drew McIntyre's personal life, he's sort of probably ready for a little bit of a break. Mm -hmm. But it, it sounds like when he, when your glass is too full, basically, CM mm -hmm. Punk sort of being the thing that's probably tipped him over the edge, he's just gone, fuck this, I'm going home. The thing I've said about it... Then he, but he goes back to his later, he's fine. Yeah, now, so he's yeah, fine, so. but obviously a little bit, in, in the moment, probably quite annoyed. And yeah. if that is the case, I kind of get it. Because Drew proved during the pandemic, like he was the guy that put the company on his back and carried them through mm -hmm. a really difficult time. And and he's been frustrated due to like a, a lack of creative ideas and, and a lack of an offer coming through. 
And but through all of that, like he's the guy they put out in press junkets and in media scrums. Like he's a he's a very much a company guy. I mean, you've interviewed him how many times? About four times yeah. now. And and Drew's just the ultimate company guy. Like he, you know, he toes the line. He says the right things. He's an excellent ambassador for, for WWE. He's the he's probably the finest ambassador they've got. And so for this to happen, and this is speculation on my part for all it's worth, to be that guy, to be trusted with like the the, the running the you know the the lead in the company in this way and then for this big secret to 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 come back and you feel like well, why wouldn't they trust me with it yeah like to feel like they didn't trust me to clue me in until the last minute yeah and and if you've got a lot of other things going on at the time like you say it's a straw that broke the camel's back with with drew and i think probably probably frustrated with the fact that a lot of a lot of other things and being told oh we've kept this big secret from you probably feels a bit pissed off about that so probably thought you know i'm gonna i'm gonna take a walk let off some steam because if i stay i'll probably do something i regret so yeah. i'm just gonna get me stuff and i'm gonna go also on, on that sort of similar note in, in a sense of he's not got a new contract lined up um and it's like, well, where's his place in the card at the moment with creative? And then CM Punk comes in, and undoubtedly that makes people think, well, CM Punk's obviously well, CM Punk's not going to be a mid carder. No, he's going to be, be viewed as a top guy. And maybe where does that place him in comparison to Drew McIntyre? Where does the company rank him if they've just paid for CM Punk to come in? Again, it's more that trust thing. It's like, well, do, would they not trust Drew in that spot? But again, speculation. It's it's. I'm intrigued to see if Drew signs a new contract. I think he will, but mm. it's up in the air right now. Yeah. But he was indeed back um, the following night at the at the house show in Illinois, which uh, I think we'll get to shortly. And then it was on then it was on Raw as well, where it's basically that uh, McIntyre by this point is fine. He's just happy again. Yeah. So it sounds like he's, he's, he's lost his, his temper. I thought, I need to get out of here. Gone. Yeah, but he's also he's... been something in the match that, that just... Yeah, also we don't know. ticked him off. Maybe yeah. there was something that an incident in there. But also to work, to note that him storming out of the actual arena uh, on in, in front of the audience was cued by a cameraman. So it was, it was a backstage, but that was more interesting. Correct. So the bit that he stormed out of the ringside area, there's a cameraman filming the stuff in the ring, and you see him usher Drew like, "Oh, that's your cue to go." You mm. see him storm up the ramp, and then another cameraman at the top of the ramp. Films them the whole way through the back. Makes me think that there is more workiness in the Drew thing than is being let on. I'm worried that we get to this point where the backstage area is being worked because that's kind of the that's part of the downfall of WCW. Yeah, mm-hmm. wasn't it when like everybody was sort of playing characters to the boys in the back. It, are they playing characters or have they gone like in again speculation has. Seth Rollins gone to the back, been absolutely fine, but they've gone. Let's say he came back ah. storming, looking for Punk. Very likely. Drew, maybe Drew went to the back, got out of there as quick as possible because he knew the traffic was going to be a shite, man. <laughs> <laughs> right, hoodie on. I want to get out of here before people stop and, and try and take photos. Bef- get mm. out of there before Punk. But why would you slam the door? But what I'm saying is, what if he did? your own strength. Well, it just sort of leaked that he's. And they've the door. gone, people have gone, right, we've got a chance to work people mm. he slammed the door and was angry it's why a dan- it's a dangerous game though. it is but i wouldn't put it past them because mm. they're working they're working with seth rollins true feelings that's true 
just intrigued to see where it goes. It's a shooty worky time that we're entering. Work yes. themselves in a shoot. Mm, and and brother, speaking brother. of shooty worky time, so we, we get to the reaction, which is I've, I've described it as a bit of a clusterfuck. <laughs> the, the views on Punk's return are all over the place. Mm. Um, in the hours after while I'm working until 7 a.m., if I, if I remind you. Um, it is that Fightful Select, they report there are numerous talents on the roster in general upset with Punk's return. Um, others, meanwhile, are excited, curious, and experienced about every emotion under the sun. Some, so that means at least one of them was turned on by Punk. <laughs> Aroused. <laughs> is that the same he one did, that kissed him on the he mouth? Did say that, yeah. <laughs> uh, at least a couple of people were happy, um, and some old friends greeted Punk upon him returning backstage. I think we've since found out that was Kofi Kingston and Bailey. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, we have. So yes, I'll, I shall continue. Please do. The, the, so the nature of Punk's return is that, but as we've discussed there at length, that it may have a long-term impact or relation between Triple H and the roster, because of course, as mentioned, talent weren't told to the very, very, very last minute that Punk was going to be there, and that was only the talent in the match. But one top talent told Fightful that they understood the surprise aspect of the situation, but felt like Triple H could lose some trust among many people that he worked to build it with. Yeah, and I think that might be a bit of a, an issue going forward. The big ramification of that is is Triple H keeping it so tight-knit that this major thing was happening and keeping it away from the entire roster. And it might, you know, once that's happened once, what's to stop it happening again? Yeah. You know, if, if this is the way to beat the dirt sheets by doing that, you're doing it at the, at the risk of alienating the the people who work there. I agree with that, but is there anything as big as this? I put a graphic up on social media just the other day being like, what never say never moments are left in wrestling. I think Punk Return at WWE was the last big one. Sting Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Sting Undertaker. Year of our Lord 2024. Um, Chris Benoit returning. Um, but yeah. we, I think, oh God. like, what? this is the one that you, I think you need to if you wanted to keep it a surprise, the last big surprise in wrestling, yeah, you don't tell people. Yeah, yeah, I that's think Triple true. H has built enough trust at this point to be like, let me have this one. But if you keep the big lies, the little lies follow. It's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. I think it was worth it for that moment, though. Yeah. Absolutely. If we'd found out like three hours before, it would have been a bit... Survivor Series. Oh, he's, he's backstage. Oh, well, that's... You've ruined the moment. There we, was something quite nice. We certainly made more money the way it came about. We certainly did. And there is also something quite nice about being surprised. Yeah. Again, because our job is just to metaphorically rifle through the bins of wrestlers and tell you all the stuff that's happening. So it was nice to be wrong on something. Douglas Adams, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I'd rather be happy than right. And and, I, and there's a lot of conversation online with people calling out people like Sean Ross Sapp mm-hmm. and WrestlePurist going, ah, you were wrong. Ah, you're wrong. You shit, you crap, you're wrong. Like, does it matter? Something really amazing happened. If the overriding thing for you when you see CM Punk come back is shouting at wrestling reporters about how wrong they were, then maybe you're not really watching wrestling for the right reasons. Maybe. <laughs> Especially when we all found out very quickly why everybody was wrong. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I love the fact that we were all caught out. So I mean, I messaged somebody saying, "Oh, I bet you're really annoyed, aren't you?" I was like, "No, this is great. Punk's, punk, Punk's, this, back. Punk's, back. Punk's back, doing something really interesting with WWE, and none of us saw it coming. How he's, exciting to be a wrestling fan!" And he's not in a secondary promotion. No, I'm just <laughs> 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 enjoy it's no way to speak of New Japan. Um, <laughs> there was um, there was something, there's, there's something nice about that. I, I really love the fact that we were all caught with our trousers down about yeah. it. Like brilliant, wrestling doesn't do that anymore because of the nature of what we do. It's great. It's cool. Very very cool moment. Very cool moment. 
But anyway, so that happens, and then off we go. Uh, we move forwards to Monday Night Raw, but obviously there's a lot of uh, conversation that still occurs around it. And with CM Punk back, the reputation that he made for himself in AEW is still very much there, isn't it? Oh, yes. Mm. Uh, if we want to go over that reputation, is that he beats up his colleagues. Yes. And his boss. <laughs> and, 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 and tries to beat up his boss. Made so, them fear for his life. Yes. Very scared he was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what we do find out was that talent... Um, they they speak to they they they've either spoken to or going to speak with the higher ups to seek assurances about Punk. What we since found out is that Punk has a behaviour clause in his contract. Um, it was believed to have a believe yeah. a behaviour clause in his contract. Um, but some in WWE were so angry about Punk's return they said they'd quit. But literally, this happens all the time. AEW talent said the same thing when he went back in June well, June of this year that they would quit if he came back, and they never actually quit. The only yep. people that ever followed through was Eric Young. Who quit when Vince was back and creative? He's the only one that went. Props yeah, still. I don't want to be back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's funny that I guess it's the it's loose threats of being like, who do you value more? And then you're not going to lose. You're not going to quit your job if you, you disagree with a colleague. Yeah. Really, realistically, well, unless that colleague tries to fight you. I mean, there is that as well. Uh, we but, all but, the but, time. But he hasn't tried to fight anybody in WWE. That's true. Yes. Yes. Not yet. And um, probably Dr. Chris Amman <laughs> in 2014. <laughs> But this, this, this is basically what we have. So this is sort of where we come into Raw. Um, CM Punk, it's like CM Punk's back. He's got his 2014 graphics because I haven't made new ones yet, as we've covered. Mm-hmm. It's all bubbling along. Raw happens. So we then, know that Raw had had plans in place. Yes. But they were scrapped. Well, so at, least, at least they were reworked by the writers. In, to fit in Because you've got you've to get a Punk promo in there. And of course, he, he closes out Raw. He comes in and goes, hell has indeed frozen over. Or, or it looks like hell has frozen over. He then basically just cuts a return promo. And lately, I've been feeling a little bit more like myself ever since Saturday, which was a career highlight for me. I've been trying to come up with the words and the language to explain to all of you exactly how I feel And I've come to two words, and I'm afraid to say them, honestly. And it's not because they're not true. It's because I'm a little bit scared of how true they actually are. And it's a little bit corny, and it's a little bit cheesy, and it's not going to sound like CM Punk. But I've changed. And once upon a time, an American dream taught me that as long as you speak from the heart, you cannot go wrong because it is the truth. And this is the truth. I'm home. I'm home. I'm home. What do we think of that? Now, I mean, so, so some of the content from it. So he comes out and indeed says hell has frozen over, makes a joke about him being a Blackhawks fan in the Predators barn. Uh, he then says, you know, it's, I've been trying to find the words as I walked out and it sounds corny, but in 10 years I've changed and it feels weird to say it, but I'm home. Uh, big reaction for that. Um, weird mixed reaction for what he said I changed. Well, yeah, because, I mean, as we've covered at length, he hasn't really has changed. he changed? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Triple H's been like, and then it was a press conference, like, you're not the same person you were 10 years ago. It, it, trips, it's it's two months ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm worried about him being the same person from two months ago rather than 10 years ago. Yeah. And then it was also in reality, it was sort of like, WWE hasn't changed. I mean, WWE has changed oh, a lot. It's changed a lot, yeah. But, like, 
had a change to the full extent of that 2014 CM Punk would then view WWE as his home again. Mm, well, maybe maybe my, not, my, see, my it's been a long time. is that, yeah, AEW restarted his, his love for professional wrestling, but obviously there was a lot of issues with him in AEW. Perhaps yeah. it was, he really actually missed WWE's professional wrestling in terms of, He's the whole, as much as the company in AW Collision was resting on him, he was looked at as the locker room leader. Maybe that's what he wanted in WWE, but he, he couldn't quite handle in AW. Because what, mm. what we sort of found out as well is that CM Punk essentially thought he was bigger than AW at mm. the end of it. While in WWE, that's not the same case. It's, he would look at CM Punk and think, I'm back. Look at CM Punk. He look at WWE and think I'm back in the big leagues, mm-hmm. mm. as opposed to I'm the star of this company. That well, he did say at the start, it's like I want to bring up AEW, but essentially he's fell out of love with it by, I mean, this point especially. Yeah. yeah so he goes on to say um, that he returned and it was all hugs and kisses on the mouth, and everyone's really happy to see him. Well, almost everybody. And they were he, like, oh, here we go. He says, um, he says that there's, been, there's some people who are afraid that now I'm back. Um, the, the, the bar has been raised and you know, there's only one that can call himself the best in the world on this mic, in this ring, even at commentary. And his name is C.M. Punk. It was about six minutes. I think, I think a lot of people six had minutes. high ambition that this was going to be like a, an earth-scorching a Tony Khan slaying promo, yeah. but what it really was was a very sort of a seemingly generic place setter up until at the end of which, as the as his music plays, he looks into the camera and says, I'm not here to make friends, I'm here to make money. With the weird thing with his tongue where he stuck his tongue out halfway through money. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how he said money. it. I feel like that promo, as much as it felt very muted and very... Um, I guess, on a leash, on a lead for CM Punk. I think it was very effective. I think this is a mask, and I think we're going to slowly see this mask uh, crack and start to drop, and we saw it at the end with that line where I'm not here to make friends, I'm here to make money. That is in complete contradiction with the rest of the promo. Him being like, everyone's happy to see me. Oh, it's great to be back home. He's here to make money. He's not here because he loves... His character loves the WWE, you know, like... I'm excited to see that mask slip. And Seth Rollins called him out earlier in the show as a hypocrite. Yes. And at the house show the night after Survivor Series, yeah. where yeah. Seth Rollins on the mic addressed CM Punk chants and said, I'm not going to waste my breath on a guy who hasn't been here for eight years and has tried to run us into the ground. Uh, and he doesn't. Um, and then goes on to talk about the people that have worked hard to get them there. So CM, Seth Rollins' thing is like, I'm not going to say his name. He's, he's the big company defender, basically, in, in yeah. this upcoming feud, isn't he, against the... The usurper, invader, invader. It's going to be really interesting because Rollins will get booed. Like he'll be the heel yeah. in that feud, but in where he's, he's defending, the face, he's defending WWE. And Stand up for WWE. Oh, That's what he's doing. It's going to be a rehash, kind of, of Hangman versus Punk, but all of the things will be approved. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We will. Yeah. I guarantee you, will be. We see. Seth Rollins will be like, I'm not defending this World Heavyweight Championship against CM Punk. I'm defending WWE from you. Yeah. I, and I feel like we're going to get... Workers' any, rights. Any, oh. Right? Any, any AEW nods will be done that way rather than him coming up in the promo and being like, fuck AEW, fuck the Young Bucks. So, so this was a thing of that. Of course, when the day Punk, reta- Punk is sacked, Young Bucks were at the end of Collision, their first appearance on Collision, and it had to do a victory lap. Yeah. 
And there were sort of people going, mm, is Punk's little thing at the end a little... Because Punk does a little victory lap, lap of his own, yeah. doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but apparently that wasn't a dig. It was just sort of... It basically went, if Punk wanted to have a dig at the Young Bucks, he'd make you know it was a dig at the Young Bucks. Yeah. It, it was a sort of... It, it cut off halfway as he got from one corner to the other, but really he was just running, doing that. It's getting the crowd going. Yeah. Um, which is, I guess they cut off too early. We should have, they should have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. But bloody Kevin Dunn, eh? Yeah. Well, well the, the, fortunately, this was a victim of, of circumstance because, as we discovered, the Randy Orton-Dominic match went too long. Yes. So, therefore, Punk's promo was cut by about four or five minutes. Yeah. I mean, and not that anything would have really changed. Like, they got all, like, all, the, sal- all the, the salient points they wanted to make were hit. But I think it probably would have allowed it to have breathed a little bit more. Yeah, I think it would have been because I mean the promo is good, but it, it wasn't quite amazing. It could have mm-hmm. been amazing with another, let's say, five minutes. Yeah. It's a good way to test him, though. On his first I know, full yeah. night back, Punk, Straight your segments cut. Degree. Your segments cut for yeah, time. Yeah, How are you going to react to that? Um, it, apparently, he was fine. Just went, yeah. Exactly, but it's a really good test. That one, just being like, here you go. How <laughs> all, you the, all they're going to do the next one, just flick him. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Are we just trying to wind him up here? Colt Cabana sat in the front row. So <laughs> <laughs> they're eating pizza with Pac and Kevin Owens. With his mother. <laughs> sharing a pizza. <laughs> Hot dogs in brine. Yeah. <laughs> oh. We'll get to this. How, how much hot dogs and brine do you think Triple H has had to give him? At least three. Oh, oh. At least three gallons. I reckon he's probably got some like real high-end sausages that he's given him oh. instead. He's, look, he's got I don't the Cumberland on the go. Yeah, I don't give you hot dogs in brine. Here's some real high-end sausages. Uh, how punk I've got you with the finest bratwurst. Yeah, yeah. have them oh, instead. Yeah. It's Christmas market season. That's what he's feeling, yeah. <laughs> it's Teddy, got, Teddy Carl's like, I've got all these hot dogs in brine I've ordered for the rest of the year. Yeah. Like, I've got all this beer. Oh, sorry, I forgot you don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a random thought that occurred in my brain, mm. seeing Punk's return. So it, it, really made, it really reminded me of Bray Wyatt's return. Right. In the sense that it was something that had been rumbled. Obviously, Bray, Bray Wyatt is a series. bit more... It is a lot. It's basically the worst kept secret. Yeah. yeah. But then it was like, end of the show, comes out, no cra- no commentary. We see him walk out. And then the following SmackDown, he cuts a promo that everyone goes, is, uh, okay. And then he just sort of peters along. Peters, yeah. peters along and then peters out. Yeah. And I'm very... I'm intrigued to see how they do this because, as we said earlier, this is the sort of the dead zone for wrestling between now and the Rumble. We've got two months. You've got two months. Like, how are you going to... Obviously, it's CM Punk, so it won't be too difficult, but you've got to keep the vibe with Punk and Rollins for two months, yeah. but without over-egging the pudding and I, without boring us with nothing. It's why I'm thinking... One way to keep it going is, I think, on this Christmas Day Raw. I mean, might do beforehand, but yeah. you have CM Punk wrestle. Yeah, he yeah. should. He should wrestle. Have a beat Ivar or something. Give him his first match. Because we, we we've seen we've got Seth Rollins defending the World Heavyweight Title against Jey Uso on the upcoming episode of Raw as we speak. And the McIntyre thing is still ticking. McIntyre still well. ticking. I think we're going to have quite a few people in the mix because CM Punk, in theory, needs to earn that shot. Yeah. So like, have him wrestle. Do you have, put him in a feud with Drew? Well, Drew's teased yeah. that on Twitter. Mm. He put a picture on it. Of, he put a picture of himself on from Raw the other night with the caption, "Look in my eyes. What do you see?" So he's kind of setting the the, the stage for something. Like your World Heavyweight Title picture over the next two months, Drew, Jay, Rollins, and Punk. Yeah, and you've got them. sounds awful, doesn't it? <laughs> Absolutely terrible. These on, matches Jay. are going to be horrendous. Um, that I think would would tide us over. And you mentioned the Bray Wyatt thing. 
I think the thing that's kind of petered off there was how much creative control Bray had over his own stories. Mm. I'm intrigued to see how much say CM Punk has. Yeah. I imagine that he'll have some influence, but nowhere near as much as Bray Wyatt. I think it'll be a bit sort of like, a bit like all the top guys really where Cody's got influence and well, well, they've, all, they've all sort of got input on their segments, but Debris' word is fine. It's interesting, Ibu of WrestlePurist put out a thing about who is produced in their promos okay. the other day, and he was like, CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, all your top guys, including like Jey Uso, Roman Reigns, all just have bullet points of, we need you to cover these things, but the rest, just do what you want. Which, no one was down as a producer for Punk's segment. So they would just go out there. Go, so as much as it was a very tame promo, that was all Punk. That was Punk's decision to say those things according mm-hmm. to Ibu. So, like, how much will he have going forward if, right, we're, he's got a li- genuinely live mic and he's in a feud with Seth Rollins who's maybe just said something that is going to test him. As long as he doesn't say suckling, suckatash, we'll think we'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was Punk in ring. Um, yeah. Behind the scenes on Raw in Nashville, what was, the, what was the general vibe? Yeah, so the range of reactions is suddenly a lot more positive than what the words of Iris series. Literally one day late, it's noted that Punk was a lot more humble and he wasn't sort of acting like the sheriff of AEW like he was at Collision, like the final months. It was sort of like, he comes and goes, hello, I'm CM Punk, aren't we all having a lovely time? And, um, <laughs> aren't we having a lovely <laughs> day? <laughs> he's trying to combat the reputation. That, so part of this as well is that he's trying to combat the reputation that he was the problem in AEW. Yeah. Trying to give the impression that a little bit that I'm, I'm a good guy. Mm. I was hard done issues. by Yeah, I was hard done by um, So, P- um, Wade Keller of PW taught right. He said, when I asked if people are skeptical of uh, Punk being so friendly and nice at this point, one wrestler said yes, and estimated about half of the wrestlers are iffy about whether this is sustainable or who he actually is. Punk said on his Raw promo, he has changed. Paul Levesque said at the media press conference after Survivor Series that in 10 years, everybody changes, including himself. PW Insider, meanwhile. One source who spoke with him relayed to PW Insider there was no sign of the version of the person who'd hear was so miserable in AEW. A few people weren't thrilled Punk was back, noted that after talking with him, they felt better about Punk returning. So it was a good first night back in that regard. And then the ultra-positive ones from WrestleVos who tweeted. I'm told everything at Raw was good last night as far as the camaraderie backstage throughout the day in Nashville. One source went as far as to say the energy was as high as it's been in years. Things look and sound like we're off to a great start. So that is very much a, a range of opinions where, but overall I'd say 70% positive. Yeah. Overall, so. on, on the positivity to negativity scale. Mm-hmm. You'll have the uh, voc- the vocal critics often probably that have we we're aware of that yeah. are less enthused, but are professionals. Who will, yeah, it, it's their job at the yes, end of the day. Yes. Um, but it does seem like it's a positive positive return, for yeah. the most part. But uh, uh, So the main thing is not even necessarily now, but we'll cover it now, obviously, but the main thing is where are we in six months? Yeah. Or where are we next year for Punk Vember Part 5? Or when he has his first disagreement over booking. Yeah, like, that, that's what we're all sort of waiting for. Like, as we were saying, what's going to happen when they keep flicking him? <laughs> like Punk versus Rollins, let's, let's say that happens at Rumble for the world title. What if he decision. loses? Punk, you're losing. You're losing clean. Your first pay-per-view back. Yeah. Well, what happens if somebody makes a sly comment and then he gets injured? Right. Because they're not going to let... WWE won't be allowed to do the sort of shit that he got away with in AEW. I think he knows that as well, though, right? Like, he knows he can't get away with it. because it certainly not just seems because like of this rumoured behavioural clause. But you'd but think just, he's... No, this is his last chance in it, really. There's nowhere else to go bar at TNA. Or TNA, Where yeah. he will then... If he thinks AEW... And no offence on TNA, but if he thinks AEW is not big league... 
I'm sure he thinks the same about TNA. Mm-hmm. Because they aren't as big as WWE. So, like, he know he probably knows he can't get away with half the shit he's done, and he'll be on his best behavior for the remainder of this multi-year contract. Uh, answers in terms of um, the question of AEW's reaction have been... We haven't really got a, a true indication. Not from how, the roster yet, no. Not certainly from the roster. I know um, Steve Herman from BBC WM it had an interview with Tony Khan where he just outright said, what do you reckon CM Punk then? <laughs> to which Tony Khan went, I'm not going to answer that. I'm not going to answer that. I can't answer that. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to AEW coming to Wembley for All In next year <laughs> and just moved the conversation yeah. along. John like- Moxley made a comment um, a week when, when he was asked in an interview by comicbook.com. They said, have you seen Punk's promo? He went, I don't, you don't want to ask, you don't know my opinion on that. And then because they, they've my- had heat in the past. But it was like, you don't, you don't want to know my thoughts on that. I didn't watch it. You don't want to. You don't want to know my thoughts. <laughs> it's like, Which is weird because it suggests that we both. He both has thoughts on it and doesn't have thoughts on it. Doesn't want to watch it, but has thoughts. Yes. I said it'll be. I do not like CM Punk. Yeah. You could assume. Basically, yeah. The Tony Khan one was interesting because he said he legally couldn't talk about it. So, yeah. So, so that suggests he's been the NDA city. Basically, NDA city is population Tony Khan <laughs> and CM Punk in the elite, except Hangman Page. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, um, well, Hangman Page he had a little tickle, didn't he? Because in, pass- in the passage of the karma thing, and he put another tweet out. I can't remember what he wrote, but it was something sort of having a little cheeky... That could be it could be taken as a little cheeky dig. And it's weird, because Hangman Page is one that is sort of traditionally... Instagram of stories or sort something. Sort of kept oh, himself it? to himself, and not oh, really. He played... He had a photo of himself... Uh, and he had the song NDA playing, yeah, which is by are. Billie ah, Eilish. Right. Um, so he had that playing over an image of himself. So that was um, a little cheeky wing wing. Uh, they can't say anything, can they? Yeah. Like, Punk cannot say anything about AEW. AEW probably can't say anything about him. But one thing that's also come from, I think, Fightful Select as well, they said that it's not just a case of obviously they can't talk about it, but also Punk doesn't really want to talk about it. Yeah, Punk's, Punk's moving on. really keen just to move on from it all and, yeah. not, and not dredge it up any further. It, it sounds like... Which I kind of get. It sounds like Tony Khan's the same. So, of course, as we've covered extensively on Punk members, these two guys were good friends to the point where... Tony Khan let Punk have far too much power mm. and it all blew up in his face in the end. Yeah. But in terms of on this AEW side, this collision time at the same time, Tony Khan will have seen the return, but the impression is that he just didn't really, he couldn't care less. Like, he was more concerned about that um, privately was that he was losing Katsuyori Shibata. He's got to go back to Japan. Mm. Um, for an extended period, so he dropped the Ring of Honor pure title to Wheeler Yuta. He was Yuta's first singles win on AEW TV, apparently. Yeah, madness, really. Isn't it? <laughs> madness. But yeah, his second time as Ring of Honor pure champion. Oh, because he won on Ring, of, he won on Ring of Honor, though, didn't he? Yes. But on yeah. on AEW, that's his first win. First yeah. win. There was a CM Punk reference on AEW though. Uh, on collision, yeah. yeah. Malachi Black, it was either he either just didn't care. I think or, it's that, yeah. Because <laughs> he came out and said, uh, he mentioned CM Punk, then he calls Claudio Cassandioli Cesaro. Yeah. You yep. went, oh. I think he might be one of those people that. Um, the, the alleged AEW talents had things they're too big for AEW yeah. and want out. Want back to well, the WWE. Because <laughs> he did request his release last year, and Tony Carr went, I've signed it to a six year deal. Yeah. <laughs> You're going nowhere. You're, oh. you're stuck here. MJF referenced um, Punk on Dynamite. Uh, Wednesday, where he he mentioned him in passing when he talked about some of the names that he'd beaten during his run as mm. AW champion, and also made a point to say, which is funny coming from MJF after everything that's been sort of spun about him, when he said like I'm not here, I, I'm not just here for the money, I'm here to build this company. 
It's like, well, isn't the whole thing being you being, Tony, pay me some so, money yeah. and I'll stay. Yeah. I think they've kind of given up on that now a little bit. Yeah, they? they've, they've dropped that. Everyone just knows he's resigned. He's resigned and there's the looming injury on him that it's like that could ruin the entire program for that story yeah. going in January if yeah. he's injured legitimately and can't be on TV. No one's going no to hire an injured wrestler. Do you think he's Brian Pillman? Yeah. <laughs> 1996. But essentially in AEW, though, in terms of the viewpoints that we do have, so it was PW Torch, uh, Wade Keller. He cited one AEW wrestler who did not miss Punk. <laughs> um, stating their belief is he'll have a smoother ride in AEW, partly because they believe W has better leadership on every level as compared to AEW. And, but it was said the locker room morale since Punk is gone is better. Right. Mm. So, and that's good for AEW. Yeah. It was, um, I had a chat with Claudio Castagnoli this week, uh, which you'll hear soon if you haven't heard it already. And um, I did ask him about like how the AEW locker room rebounds during sort of the, the rough times. Yeah. Because they've been so much they've celebrated, but also they've seen... Uh, injuries causing you know massive changes to script to, to stories and you've seen big name talents leave like how does the AEW locker room rally and uh, and, and Claudio's remember the case of like you know it gets us riled up you know we you know they, they I think they quite like being the underdogs in that guard and yeah. and they've got the depth of talent that if something was to happen then there's enough people that want to step up and really give it some and I think that's probably that comes through when you watch their pay-per-views with well, AEW. The pay-per-views are great. The pay-per-views are long, but my God, they are just uh, they are just full of phenomenal wrestling matches. Mm -hmm. And it's the one thing that AEW will always do so much better than so many others, just have excellent wrestling matches. Yeah. There's so many other issues with the company but in terms of if you want a wrestling company then the they fair. are they're your boys they're your boys but just you know there's a lot of other places they could certainly improve on what we're going to do though is we're going to we're going to go back to where it all began ah. aw because um, as we've covered extensively in part three cm punk was the sheriff of aw collision and that's the his stint there is still having reverberations today so mm. qt marshall announced this week He's resigning from AEW. He's going to be gone at the end of the year. This is the man who was Tony Khan's right-hand man for an extensive period in AEW. Sort of lost power, as it turns out, after, after Cody Rhodes said, see you later. And it's been dwindling ever since. There, there are other reasons, but what we found out is that QT Marshall is another AEW talent that CM Punk banned from Killers. <laughs> we can add him to the list. That includes Ryan Nemeth, Christopher Daniels, Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy. Um, Christopher Daniels. Coke Banner. That was an obvious one. Obvious one, yeah. Um, there's the list. Um, Hangman Page after CM Punk got angry. Yeah. <laughs> they went, oh, don't come back, man. Jack Perry. Don't, don't want to set him off. Yeah, Jack, fucking Jack Perry. <laughs> um, so what we find out is that QT Marshall in the summer of 2020 was on collision for a little bit doing QTV segments of Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, CM Punk looked at this and went, that's rubbish. <laughs> I um, mean, he's right. He's right, yeah. yeah he's right. <laughs> uh, but he didn't think it was a productive part of Powerhouse Hobbs' presentation. Um, but the, what causes the issues here is, as we have covered, Tony Khan was very protective of CM Punk. To the point where he'd be like, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk backstage. Very weird relationship. It is weird, there. isn't it? But to the point where QT Marshall fully well knows that CM Punk has banned him from Collision. He, he just knows. And then, but Tony Khan's like, no, I've decided to take you off Collision. It, it's me. He takes the fall, Tony Khan. And, QT's like, I just don't believe you. And he's just like, no, no, it was me, brother, brother. And, <laughs> and then that this literally causes a fracture in their relationship. Issues stemming from a CM Punk decision. 
because he's so adamant that he wants to protect CM Punk and, and nurture CM Punk yeah. that he'll take the heat. And I guess there's something in the idea that with the boss, the buck always stops with you. Um, but this is like, what, the sixth time? Yeah, mm-hmm. they, but there comes a point where you maybe just have to go, am I protecting this guy for the right reasons? Here? Yeah. Like, I mean, it, just, it just feels like, you know, I'm, he's just being a bit of a dick here. Is it worth all this? And obviously, as it turns out, it just, as you say, it blows up in, yeah. in Tony Khan's face. Uh, but QT Marshall also cited like the, the changing direction of, of AEW television becoming more sort of New Japan facing as a reason behind it as well. And QT as well wants to be a star in his own right, we hear. And I think, and there was, a, there's a few tweets that went out about this. And I think they're solid when it's like, if you just, if you think that QT Marshall was just like a low card jobber act and there's no real loss then you really don't get what he was about like QT Marshall was a really key part behind the scenes mm-hmm. of he was, he was the right hand man the yeah. right hand man of Tony Khan for a long time he was a major part in talent coming and going to the company he's written like 500 odd episodes of dynamite like he's done so much behind the scenes he's not just lol QT Marshall uh, he's done so much more but he wants to do more as well and but- I think he realized with all this stuff that happened with Punk that maybe his maybe a lot of the goodwill he's put into the company may not ever be reciprocated in the way that he wants it to because that was the thing it was that AWC QT marshals all these things behind the scene and sort of like a guy you can chuck out on TV on Rampage can have a good 10 minute match that's it QT Marshall sees himself mm. as he wants to become a wrestling star mm. which isn't going to happen in AEW it might happen in AAA I don't think it's going to happen anyway. it's not going to happen in WWE I don't think I'd be, no. very, I'd be very very surprised it depends how much Pool Cody Rhodes has behind the scenes, but I don't think he'll be a wrestling star in in WWE. And as I mean, we've seen other examples of it, but QT Marshall has not, apart from AW, not made a big name for himself in the wrestling industry. He's now 38. If he comes into WWE, they'd probably put him through NXT. They'd probably get him working there for a few years before he comes up to the main roster. It worked for LA Knight, but QT Marshall is not LA Knight. I think I think LA Knight was an exception to the rule. I think think if if WWE have any interest in QT Marshall, it's in a backstage role at 38. That that was the thing they were saying. They're saying the mindset he was a coach, but he doesn't want to do that because he's like, I've got my training school. He runs the Nightmare Factory with Mm, Cody. Cody. The other issue now is if he does go to WWE, CM Punk's there, who's kicked him off a show. Yeah. Um, And also, I I kind of, on a note of the New Japan thing, that feels like a little bit of bullshit to me. Mm. Like, everyone's been saying that AEW is becoming more WWE-like, which makes me think he's going, ah, let's say New Japan, because if I go to WWE now, I look a bit hypocritical. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to work for AEW. The direction's becoming too WWE-like. Signs with WWE. Feels a bit, eh. I noticed the other day that Ricky Starks had put something out about CM Punk. Yeah, so, so there's a, there's, there is sort of like this group in AEW that are close with Punk. Mm. It's like Ricky Starks, FTR, FTR of course. Um, or the House of Black, yeah. Some other people, um, but Ricky Starks, it like he reacted to it positively. So, would it shock me if a lot of people make the jump now next year, especially when what we've heard is WWE starting to throw money about, mm-hmm. and AW looks like they're having this new TV deal and pay per view deal on the way? It's going to be a lot of money flowing around in twenty twenty four. It's probably very reassuring for talent, though. You look at Cody Rhodes; he was he kept the same look in the same package it was it was cody rhodes from aw you look at jade cargo what we've seen of her it's jade cargo this is the the person we saw in aw we've not seen her too much but that looks like what they're bringing it they've bought 
that product. They've yes. not bought someone molding it their own shape. Yeah, like Ricky Starks would go to WWE and be Ricky Starks. He wouldn't have a Lexus King situation where he comes in as someone else. Ricky Starks would be Ricky Starks. That's the product they're buying. Although the Lexus King situation looks like, looks fair enough at the minute. It's fair. It's that's on, that's yeah. fair. CM Punk, again, if he comes in, he gets treated... Like chick magnet. Like a chick magnet. I, I imagine a lot of them will start going, right, we need to get out of this... We the op- want to the go options back. there, basically. Like, yeah, because that was the thing with Cody, wasn't it? It was sort of, is he going to get the treatment that a lot of them get where they've got to do a wholesale change? It was like, no, we're, we're signing Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare. Yeah, and this feels, this whole thing with the two companies, this, as someone who missed the whole period of 1996 to 2001, because I was one, not born, and then two, just a little baby, I never got to experience... Rick Rude turning up on Raw and then also on Nitro or mm. Lex Luger appearing on one and then also on, on Nitro. It, that, this feels massive that we're getting these talent switches of CM Punk's now in WWE. Oh, Drew McIntyre, if he doesn't sign a contract, could he show up in AEW? Who's going to walk on anyone's television show? It's it's massive. And I can't wait to see what happens in the future. It's a very exciting time. And where will end though is to end. All we hope is that CM Punk becomes a nice man, doesn't punch anybody, and has never given a control of his own show ever again. <laughs> I don't know. I think he'd, do, he'd be a great GM of Saturday Morning Slam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mick Foley's been banned from the building. Yeah. Uh, so that concludes Punk Vember. Uh, admittedly, it's now Punk Zember. Yeah, yeah, pretty well. Right. Uh, let that go. But we got there. We got there. Um, well, well, we kind of joked about the idea of doing an epilogue where if slash when Punk turns up as a virus series. But when we started recording Punk Vember, we kind of, we didn't think that was truly no. going to be a thing. And the other thing that um, I think is, this, I feel like we could keep going in a sense of, what the fuck is going to happen in six months' time, yeah. as you mentioned? Yeah. Or like, what we could do like a one-year review, be like, hey, what's it been like? Oh, he hasn't punished anybody. <laughs> Let's talk about Shit that. Shit in someone's bag, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's for Randy Tober. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all little Pete. It's like he's had a fight with Undertaker because he sat backstage playing video games. Like, where's your knife? <laughs> yeah. Larry's, just, Larry's sitting at home bitter with a torn ACL. Yeah. <laughs> Comes back and starts the fight. Just because I'm, I'm too old I'm for this tired shit. I work with fucking puppies. <laughs> Is Larry still signed to AEW? Who knows? We'll see whether... It, whether the, yeah, he's, apparently he's got some time that he has to do yeah, in yeah, AEW yeah. for his end of his contract. <laughs> before he switches. And A steals in TNA, isn't he? He is indeed. Uh, so, so, so they can't punch each other. <laughs> Unless yeah. their arms are extra long. What yeah. is going on here? Well, uh, that, so that concludes Punk Vember. Uh, my thanks to Fraser Porter for joining thanks, us Tom. today. Uh, my thanks once again to Aidan Gibbons, who added another couple of thousand words to his 15,000 word dissertation Thank you. on CM Punk. Uh, and I've been Tom Campbell. This has been uh, quite the journey the, uh, with an ending that has caught us all off guard. But as Fraser rightly said, what an exciting time. What an yeah. exciting time to be in. He's at the Fraser Porter. He's at the Aiden Gibbons. I'm at Tom Campbell. Together, we're at Cultaholic. Behave yourself, CM Punk. <laughs> we're fucking watching you. <laughs> Love you, bye. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 